Hey, this episode may contain some challenging topics discussed. If anything said has made you feel uncomfortable or has raised any concerns, there are contact details for services available that can help you in the description below. Kids Helpline can be contacted on 1800 55 1800. For emergencies, contact triple zero. everyone to another episode on Youth Ally. With me here today I have Janet, a psychologist that works within Enough is Enough. Hey Camilla, great to be on the podcast today. You know, as a psychologist here it's not often we get to do stuff like this so it's always fun. I know, it's very exciting to have you here today and hear your input about mental health. So Janet, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and your role within Enough is Enough? Yes, yeah, so I am a psychologist here and basically that means, uh, you know, if you're reaching out for support to our service, you might ring through, you might email um, and chat to an admin and they'll book you in with someone like me and really my role is to just make things as easy as possible and as comfortable as possible for you to have a chat. So I think myself as a psychologist, but all psychologists know it's really hard to ask for support. And usually by the time we're asking for support, we're already freaking out about something. So really my job is to, you know, be calm, help you open up, let you know it's okay to cry if you need to. But also if you want to be a bit more staunch about it, that's fine, but making it easier to talk. Okay, well, in saying that, what does mental health look like? What What is good mental health? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So I think good mental health, um, you know, we can overcomplicate it and say a bunch of different things. But basically, it's just taking care of yourself and being aware of where you're at. So, you know, good mental health is knowing that, you know what, sometimes there are bad days, sometimes there are tough days, but I might do some things on those days that look a little bit different so that that tough day is not as hard and that tough day is just, you know, one or two days. Um, Whereas, you know, poor mental health is actually ignoring where I'm at. So pretending like I'm not having bad days, pretending like, you know, the good days don't feel differently to my bad days. And, you know, kind of this mentality, I'm just going to push through, everything's fine. Like I don't need to acknowledge anything. So that's probably actually the main difference is just noticing where you're at and doing something about it. As a young person myself, I think sometimes it's really hard to just recognize that I'm having a poor mental health day just because I don't want to acknowledge that within myself yeah um (laughs) so what are some of the things people seem to me understand about mental health in general yeah I think the um A big misunderstanding is that if you're going through something, it means there's something wrong with you. Um, And so, you know, I guess if you think about it this way, you know, let's say you feel like if you're feeling bad about yourself that day or something's really tough that day. I think the misunderstanding there is instead of going, oh, okay, I'm, I'm having a tough day and I just have to do stuff differently, we might misunderstand and go, oh, I'm having a tough day, so therefore I'm wrong, so therefore there's something wrong with me and then we might just start to spiral. We might start to be like, oh, my gosh, no one else is going through what I'm going through. You know, it must just be me because everyone else seems happy and yeah. I'm not okay. And then there's that other level of like, oh, okay, you know, um, outside of there being fundamentally something wrong with you, there's that other side of like, oh, you know, no one else goes through tough days, you know. So I think those are the two biggest things I notice um, that I would say are misunderstandings about uh, challenges with your mental health. Yeah, 100%. I find that um, 
sometimes it can be really hard to go and talk to someone because you may look at their life and be like, oh, they wouldn't understand what I'm 100%. going through. Um, yeah. Which I found is what will often make me kind of take a step back and be like, I'm not going to reach out or seek help. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really normal. I think it's important to just acknowledge, like, again, that it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you if you're going, oh, that's me. Like, she's saying these things and that sounds like me. That sounds like what I'm going It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. I'm just saying this is the most common thing that I find for people. So you're, like, in the majority if this is how you're feeling. Can you give me a bit more insight into what are some of the things that may limit someone from seeking out help? Yeah, so I think the biggest is, is that feeling awkward, feeling uncomfortable, feeling you're the only one. And like I said, the best way to break that down is to reach out to a friend or family member because what you will find most often is that person will be like hey I'm here for you let's do this together let's find a way through this um very rarely you're actually gonna have people say you suck how dare you have a problem how dare you have a bad day you know um but I think the second biggest thing is really time and money so um something that you know, maybe most people aren't aware of is that there are actually cost-effective ways of getting support. So when you reach out for support, you can see a counsellor, you can see a psychologist, that's someone you just talk to. You can also see a psychiatrist, they're someone who you talk to and may also give you medication if they decide that's appropriate. Um, But I guess something to consider is you can actually get a discount for seeing a psychologist. Specifically. Is, I feel like not many people know. Yeah, that. that's yeah. it. So what it's technically referred to is not a discount, is a Medicare rebate. So the way that that works is, is, let's say you're going through a really tough time. You might actually go, hey, I need to get support, but financially this is going to be a bit of a, a tough thing. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. So you have two options at that point. You can, number one, you can see a psychologist where you'll get about, I think it's like $89 is the update of a rebate. So let's say you pay $160 for the session, you get $89 back in your pocket for each session up to 10 sessions. Okay. Which is still quite a bit of money. Still for certain a bit people. of money, yeah. right? The second thing is you can see a clinical psychologist and they have a higher rebate. So same thing, $160 session, but you might get $131 back in your pocket. So again, not completely free, but much cheaper. Thing to be aware of, there are not as many clinical psychologists. So this is a bit of a harder one to do. Now, the last and what I actually think is the best option is you can look up a bulk build or a no gap fee psychologist and that means that that medicare rebate of 89 dollars completely covers your fee so you don't have to pay anything out of pocket Uh, and this is something people aren't aware of that these are there are actually quite a few services out there um that do this so enough is enough obviously the place that i work for sneaky not so sneaky plug we do that you go to your gp you talk to them about what you're going through they'll say hey yep you're, you're going through quite a bit here let's get you a mental health care plan and then you just bring that in with you to see the service when you book in a psychologist. And then sessions from the date of your mental health care plan are completely covered up to 10 sessions. If your mental health is quite like severe, you will potentially get another 10 sessions, but they, they're not guaranteed. That depends on your mental health where you're at at that point. Yep. Um, but this is huge, right? Because this is basically free counselling. Yeah, yeah so that not many people know about. No. And um, in saying that, if enough is enough is um, quite out of area for you, there are a couple pages that I think you can 
um, look on to see if there's yeah, bulk build. Um, that's it. So um, a really good service if you're in Australia is Psychology Today. That you can literally type in your postcode and in the filters section, you can click either Medicare rebates. So all the psychologists will sh- that will show up are ones you can use the Medicare rebate for. But again, there might be a bit of a gap for those services. Yep. The other thing that you can click in the filters is to say Medicare bulk billing. And that means your session is free, like awesome. So you've just found someone in your area and you found somebody who's completely free to see. So that's a massive massive thing because like I said finance and time they're like some really big things that get in the way of getting help yeah and I believe there's also ask easy as well yes ask easy great that service can help you resource um services um we'll link those in the description below anyway for you guys to have a look at if you're interesting in getting some sessions or you can always yeah. call enough is enough and That's if you it. feel comfortable we'll yeah, Janet might be able to. I might be there that day. We can have a little chat. Um, but I think the other thing is just remembering that too when you do reach out for that support. So first step, get a mental health care plan from a GP. Second step, you find someone that's within your price range. It's going to work for you so that you can keep going. And I think the third step is um, being comfortable with the psychologist. So if you go to a psychologist and the first feelings through that door for like one or two sessions – They make you feel like crap when you see them. You find them really invalidating. You do not need to keep seeing that psychologist. It is totally okay to go back to your GP and say, hey, that was rough. Like I need a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not comfortable, if you don't feel validated, if you don't feel cared for or comfortable that that's a safe space, you are not going to get better and you're not going to talk about what you're going through. 100%. I feel like one of the main things when seeking out support is finding someone you can relate to and someone that makes you feel comfortable enough 100%. to share your experiences. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a weird thing. It's kind of like dating, you know, like most of the options are going to be all right, but every now and then it's a bit rough and you need to get out. You need to yeah. get out of it. I like the way you put that. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to us. I think there's not many things out there that explain that. So So we essentially wanted to record this podcast because it is Mental Health Month and we wanted to kind of show you that, you know, it's okay not to be okay and that we all do struggle. So what does it mean for you to tune in given that's the um, mental health month theme? Like to tune into your mental health yeah, and become like, aware of it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, again, we can we always hear things that are overcomplicated. So I think like it's really common on like Instagram and like TikTok now. People are like, oh, self-care and they're like at a hotel <laughs> or they're like out, you know, drinking alcohol or something and they think that that's looking after their mental health. I don't, I'm not saying that's not doing that. But usually it's a lot simpler than that, to be honest. Um, so it's really things like, hey, let's say I'm having a tough day. It's going, whoa, today is tough, this sucks. And going, okay, do I need to read a book to just help me get through these feelings? Do I need to talk to a friend to help me, you know, process or vent what I'm going through? And then vice versa, if you're having a really good day, it's also acknowledging that and being like, hey, like today's really awesome. Um, I have so much energy. Let me do something with that. Like let me really, really go for enjoying it. So it's acknowledging, you know, the ups and the downs. That's really all it is to tuning into your mental health. And it's funny you you mentioned the thing about acknowledging your good days because I actually was watching a TikTok not long ago and there was this guy and he was saying, instead of saying, oh, yeah, my my day was not bad, say, 
it was a good day. I yeah. think the way we post things out into the universe, in a sense, sort of like manifesting, can actually change how you perceive things. Mm. Um, that was just a funny thing yeah. that I kind yeah. of picked up on. And so, like, I want to be like really clear. There's nothing wrong with like TikTok or Instagram as like social media stuff about mental health. There's a lot of really cool information out there. Um, I think what kind of sucks though is there is a lot of misinformation. 100%. So, you know, I really encourage you if you're someone who really enjoys reading about mental health or understanding it a bit more, trying to find stuff that's posted by like psychiatrists or psychologists, and they'll actually say that on their page because like a little bit funny uh, there's like a few like <laughs> this is just classic but there's like a lot of information out there at the moment about like adhd right oh yeah or like trauma and it's i'm gonna tell you now as reading through this stuff some of that stuff is just like normal everyday <laughs> stuff and they're like you have adhd i'm like no you don't like you're just a normal person that's just you've got a lot of energy today that's all that means it yeah. doesn't mean you have adhd so i really encourage you if you do like following that stuff as much as you can if you want to take the information seriously make sure it's from a psychologist or a psychiatrist and that just makes sure that you're not like adding an extra level to freaking yourself out yeah I feel like social media plays such a massive role in like not only with mental health but also like other things you just go on google and like try and diagnose yourself (laughs) I have cancer yeah again I've got a headache must have cancer yeah Yeah, yeah. so I think it, it is pretty good to um seek out resources that will be able to give you an adequate information factual information that will be actually be able to actually help you in a way so if you actually do have any pages that you recommend for us to kind of look into please do send them through and we'll be able to attach them into the description below definitely what are some of the warning signs people can kind of like depict when beginning to struggle with mental health are there any key Mm -hmm. things we should look out for before reaching out for help yeah so I would say there are two sides of the coin to look out for so the first thing um, to show that probably you're going you're starting to have a tough time dealing with things is you start just behaving differently to how you would usually behave so you might cancel plans a lot you might stop replying to text you know there's like this like social media like classic thing of like oh I'm just gone to a hole for a couple of days probably that means you're not doing too well for those few days yeah um and that's okay to have a couple of days like that but if it keeps happening that might be the time to be like hey like this is obviously harder than I'm realizing so that's probably one side of things is that you're just behaving differently the other side of things is how you're talking to yourself so you know um the way you might speak to yourself to get through something it might feel helpful in the moment but actually it's probably really unhelpful so you might say things like I'm really stupid like other people can do this and I can't like there's something wrong with me um whereas some other people might be like um a little bit a little bit more like I have to be happy all the time, like positive vibes only, like things have to be good. Um, And so both of those things, it's just not realistic to like hate on yourself, but it's also not realistic to expect yourself to be, you know, at the standard where everything is perfect all the time. So, you know, I think both of those things, it's really ignoring where you're at and also not doing anything about it. So if that kind of makes sense about, you know, those are probably the early warning signs that yeah, I would say. 100%. Doesn't mean that you have a clinical diagnosis at that point or anything, but I always encourage people to reach out when you start to go through that phase rather than waiting till you're like in a full-blown crisis and you like haven't left your room in like weeks or something. Um, and that's just because it's easier to do something earlier. Um, and it's not to say we can't do anything later. It's just, it's a lot more work for you at that point. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, reality. You're kind of like at the bottom of that hole and you've been digging for a while. So we've got to help you. It just takes a little bit longer to get that ladder down there, if that makes sense. Whereas you, if you listen to early warning signs, it's going to be much easier for you to kind of go, oh, that's how I got there. This is what I do. You know, that's a simpler process. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, in saying that, I think one of the biggest things when you are experiencing some sort of struggle with mental health is who do you reach out to or how do you respond to someone who is telling you that they are struggling? Mm. I know myself as a young person, I often tend to kind of like go black and be like, I don't have anything to say other than mm. I'm sorry. And I think one of the things I would like to work on is to how do I respond to someone who's coming forward and telling me, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Do you have any tips for that? Yeah, so I think if someone is reaching out to you, just keep in mind that, you know, it's more likely that when we're going through a challenging time that we're going to tell our friend over a professional. That's just, like, the reality of 100%. So just knowing that, hey, you might be one of the first people that this person's being vulnerable with. So my first thing I always say is resist the urge to problem-solve. As people, we want to problem solve. We hear our friend is going through something, they're like, oh, let me fix this issue. Doesn't help. And the reason for that is it makes people feel like you're basically saying, hey, like, this is really easy to fix. Like, why are you like this? Obviously, that is not what you mean at all. 100% it's coming from a place where I, I want yeah. to make you feel better. But you're, like, wanting to make someone feel better. But because that person is in such a tough place, it was probably so hard to tell you in the first place. It just feels like, oh, okay, I'm not allowed to have this problem. So resist the urge to problem solve. And instead, what I would say is say something like, hey, it must be really tough for you to say this stuff to me. And I just want you to know, like, I'm here for you, even if I don't always know what to say. You know, we can always, like, go to a movie together if you're having a tough day or, like, if you need to bail on plans, we can just, like, watch a movie from home together or something like that. So just trying to be validating and supportive. And, you know, if you don't know what to say, it's okay to say that too. Like, I don't know what to say, but I love you and I care about you. So I would say that's probably going to make it so much easier for someone to reach out to you, but also to let them know that they're not alone, you know? Yeah. If you feel comfortable, I would say that the second part to that is, you know, sharing some of your challenges yourself of saying, you know, I've been through this before, so let me know what it is that you need to get you through this or let me know if there's anything that I can do. So letting them be in charge of like how to resolve it rather than you telling them what to do. Um, and I think the third part is if someone's saying something that, you know, you're like, well, this is like pretty big, like I can hear you're in crisis. So someone might say like, hey, like I've been struggling with thoughts of like I'm going to really hurt myself or I don't want to be here anymore or, you know, I'm being hurt at home or my, or my black boyfriend or my girlfriend is being really like name calling or doing anything like that I would say that that kind of stuff as much as it's great that you're there to support your friend you should really encourage them not to do that alone and to say hey like this is the point that we need to probably get a professional involved because I'm your friend and I can be there for you but the stuff you're saying like this is worse than you realize yeah Yeah. so not feeling pressure as the friend to be like oh, I have to be a psychologist or I have to be a counsellor because that's the other side to it is, you know, as friends we go, oh, I've got to fix everything you just told me so I'm going to be the counsellor, I'm going to risk manage this and I'm going to do stuff and I really encourage you not to do that because, again, it's not your job, (laughs) you're just their friend but also, you know, you're not trained to do that Um, and so 
you know, it's really admirable that people try to do that. But what we find is often it's quite unhelpful in the long term. And I think one of the like biggest things I realised when I started working within community services was that there are actually so many services out there that mm. can help you through situations like this. We are just not aware of them. Like yeah. Enough is Enough will offer counselling services to any youth as long as you have a mental health care plan. And I didn't have that when I was back in high school. So I totally. think it would have been amazing to reach out and have someone professional to talk to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's someone that something that we should advocate for a bit more race awareness a bit totally. more about. and I think that's the thing is like reminding yourself that like as much as you know you only know so much and so someone in that area yeah like knows free services services that are like specifically what you're going through they might also know like support groups of like people going through exactly what you're going through but I think to be a mental health alloy it's just just is to realize like you can even ask yourself, what would I like to hear if I was in this position or what would I like someone to do for me? You know, so just realising that all of those services, as great as they are, the biggest thing that stops people reaching out is feeling awkward or uncomfortable. So as a friend being like, hey, like, I can totally help you. Like, I can go to the GP appointment with you so you don't feel really awkward. Or, you know, I can like, you know, let's say if you have like your peas and you can drive and stuff, I can like take you there or like, you know, me and my mum can drop you there after whatever that looks like. Yeah. I really like that you talked about um, validating someone's experience because I feel like one of the things that will also stop people from going forward is I feel like my experience isn't valid enough for it to be an issue or for it to impact my mental health. Um, So that was really insightful. Yeah, I think it's a really common thing, you know, when I say like, the way we talk to ourselves is really important. You know, a really common thing. It's like, oh, what I'm going through, it's not that bad. You know, someone else, oh, that person's going through something much worse. And the thing to remind you is, yourself is it just doesn't matter. If you're having troubles with it, that's all that matters. You know, and a, and a mental health professional or your friend is not going to be like, no, like, I don't think that's, that's a bad enough problem to be upset about. You know, no one's going to say <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> It feels like it, but no one's actually going to say that. And if someone did say that, that person sucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's time to seek support somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. How can we as a community help target these issues surrounding mental health in young people? Yeah, so I think the first thing is is seeing yourself as a resource. So like I said, you know, when you have friends who talk to you about what they're going through, just knowing that you're a big part of, of supporting them um, and being there for them, encouraging them to kind of um, step out and ask for help. So knowing that you're actually a big resource as a friend, you are their community. Um, I think the second step is, uh, like I said, really being aware um, of your own stuff, you know, um, because I think the reality is that, you know, when we are going through a challenging time or when we're, um, you know, kind of pushing ourselves to get through something, what we can do is we can actually put a lot of stress on other people as well. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be a burden to other people. You know, I don't want to talk about it. But the reality is that probably your friends have noticed and probably they're like, something's going on like I don't know how to bring it up with them so someone has to cave (laughs) and I think as they're gonna worry whether like as friends we just tend to worry not even friends but family exactly regardless of you not wanting to be a burden just by not telling us I think we are 
we are already worried. Yeah, so. and it's not to say you're a burden. It's actually just like that that idea that you're a burden. It's just like a complete lie. You know, the reality is that the people who care about you, like your friends and family, even if they're not the most perfect people at supporting you all the time, um, you know, they want to help you and they can probably see the change already. So like I said, seeing yourself as a friend is a resource, but also if you're going through something, just kind of like trying to remind yourself that that's a bit of a lie that, you know, people don't want to be there for you. Actually, people love supporting people. If anything, they get a little bit too involved once they're aware. So um, I think the second part too, you know, when you think about um, us as a community is, you know, if you can um, afford it, you know, donating to, you know, local services, that's support other people's mental health because you know like I said you don't have to go through something yourself um, or be someone who's personally an advocate you know you can do those things but there's also services you can donate to you can be part of you know um, helping out with like volunteering and things like that so being part of the solution in some kind of way it's gonna make you feel better to be honest we know from lots of studies and research that helping other people actually boosts your mental health like by quite a lot but then there's the other side to things as well is like you're also more aware of your community and what your community needs so you're going to be a better ally across the board when you do that stuff thank you so much for being here today with us janet it's been so great getting to chat to you um about mental health and how we can be part of the change essentially yeah no worries and like i said guys i encourage you reach out for support to your friends and family but also like just be there for your mates you know even if it's just a movie or a chat whatever it is being there makes all the difference thank you so much and we hope to have you soon for another episode yeah that'd be great if you or anyone you know is struggling with mental health do not hesitate to book an appointment at enough is enough by contacting us at 95424029 Thanks for listening and we'll see you again on another episode of Youth Ally.